Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief John Thorpe. When I started my residency in 1983, the U.S. had just begun a policy of in-house consultant coverage in teaching hospitals. The university teaching hospital had no choice but to comply, much to the anger of the consultants and senior residents who could no longer take their call shifts from home. The busy community hospital we also worked in did not, and we took call as first-year residents with no in-house resident or attending backup. Looking back, and to paraphrase St. Thomas More, I learned far more in the last supervised community hospital as nothing sharpens the trainee's mind like no safety net. Systematic reviews at the beginning of this issue synthesize evidence to see if a safety net actually improves patient outcomes. Both reviews find little to no patient benefit from on-site consultant coverage. Both conclude that if there is any benefit, it might only be shown in, quote, rare and serious, unquote, cases. Rayburn provides us with a mini-commentary on these reviews from a U.S. perspective. He seems untroubled by the lack of benefit and explores how even community hospitals in the USA are now hiring hospitalists or laborists to provide 24-7 consultant coverage. The idea that this must actually improve outcomes seems so strong in my native land that reversing this three-decade trend appears impossible. Prior counters with a perspective from the United Kingdom. He calls for the extension of our reliance on evidence and clinical decision-making to be extended to patient safety and resident education. His opinion challenges the Royal College of OBGYN not to adopt interventions in education without evidence of benefit. Would that the American Congress and board might heed his admonition on things like duty hour limits and length of call shifts. The practice I'm administratively responsible for employs 15 clinicians in a model whose foundation is the yearly gynecologic exam. Cervical cancer screening guidelines and the need to renew contraceptive prescriptions have allowed that paradigm to rule. Lehman et al. clearly show how its days are numbered. High-risk human papillomavirus testing of patient-collected voids were just as good as physician-collected samples with visualization of the cervix at detecting high-grade dysplasia. Our own scientific editor, Emma Crosby, comments on what this means for the developed and developing world. Beyond the ability to detect the instigator of cervical neoplasia in self-collected samples and effective vaccination, routine speculum examination in asymptomatic women is becoming obsolete. The annual gynecologic exam will soon follow unless we adapt to these advances in patient care and learn how to effectively diagnose and treat behavioral health disorders in reproductive-aged women. This is where the action is in the developed world. Since its inception, I've been a fan of the UK obstetric surveillance system and gone so far as to try to implement a US version. It seems perfect for taking a population-based snapshot of rare disorders 
And given that pregnancy is a physiologic event, the rare disorders are what we need to know about. In this issue, Professor Knight and colleagues help us again, this time around mechanical valves in pregnancy. They find high rates of maternal death, serious morbidity, and perinatal loss amongst women who enter pregnancy with, with mechanical valve in place. We have two accompanying mini-commentaries, one that laments the under-referral of these patients to specialty units, and the second that explores in a clear and concise fashion the trade-offs in maternal-fetal conflicts between anticoagulation with heparin and warfarin. Anybody caring for one of these complex and rare pregnancies, around 1 in 27,000, would benefit from reading all three articles. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.